Hello, everybody, and welcome to Mind Coffee, the podcast where we explore the bitter, the sweet, and every flavor in between of real life. I'm Noelle, your hostess, and as always, I'm truly so excited to be spending time with you guys today. I'm really sorry if this episode comes across as ingenuine or I just don't have the passion and energy that you want to hear. I know that last episode, it was the same case. I was very just not in the best mind space, but I really wanted to share that with you and be real. And so that's what I'm doing again today. The really encouraging thing is that I'm not in the exact same situation or mind space that I was when filming last week's episode or last weekend. I don't know. The last episode that I did, which was a bonus episode, and it was called A Realistic Day in the Life of a Human. It was from my bed. It had been a rough week, a rough day. I was kind of just feeling down and trying to work on self-compassion and a whole bunch of other things. Today, I want to focus on the nervous system. And because I thankfully am not in the same position or mindset that I was when filming last episode, I'm coming at it as a more advice-giving tone, if that makes sense. Like, last week, I really just needed to ramble and rant and remind myself and you that it was okay to rest and have self-compassion with these productive things and unreachable and unrealistic standards. While this episode is for myself and you once again, it is definitely going to have way more advice because I feel like I put into practice what my nervous system needs quite often, especially as of recent. I've just been very, very interested in mindfulness and using the resources that I have, but it took a really long time to get to the point where I felt like I did have things to fall back on when days got tough. And I know that not everybody may be as comfortable with sitting with emotions or trying to help yourself as I've become. And so I just want to share kind of what I've learned, kind of my opinion on it, and talking about it from a place where today my nervous system is struggling big time. Stay hydrated. Did you hear that? That was not coffee, surprisingly. I know, I know. A little a little crazy that I haven't drank in coffee on this podcast for like two weeks. I feel almost disloyal to my title, but um <laughs> I I had other good stuff. Like I had a strawberry lemonade powerade and I'm having water and I had like a little sip of kombucha and it burnt my throat so bad and sometimes coffee leaves my throat feeling like very thick it's kind of another con on a list of drinking coffee but the pros are just good taste good vibes comfy aesthetic delicious sugary actually that's a con So I still love coffee, don't get me wrong, and I can bet you, not money, but I just, I bet I'll have coffee next week, but I decided not to get anything and just try to, try to hydrate. So that's also your reminder to drink water and not just coffee, okay? If you've had a cup of coffee, go drink two cups of water. It's just a healthy thing to do, man. But anyways, um, let's get back to what I was talking about, which is that I decided not to have coffee partially because I just wasn't craving craving it like I could go without it so I decided to do that but then also because I honestly was not like 
fully coherent enough or feeling up to making another stop just for coffee because earlier today I had an appointment. It's one of the appointments we do weekly to try and figure out what is wrong with me and how to make my FND symptoms chill out because it has been diagnosed as a neurological disorder and that definitely seems to be the main problem and focus that we are trying to take care of. But then I also have tons of other, you know, gut stuff, blood work to do, and just tons of other stuff that we're trying to look into because it's it's physical health is and mental. It's all so complicated because there are so many moving parts that make up the giant picture. And so you can't just cut out some food and then be fine. This is just an example. You can't cut out just one type of food and then you're totally good and so much healthier. You kind of have to do a cleanse or a detox or learn what supplements or vitamins or whatever else you're lacking in. And then you figure out what you can buy to put it back in your body to be healthier than ever before. You learn if you're allergic to this or if you're not, if this has metals or if this is, if you're low in iron or vitamin, like it just goes on and on and on. And that's kind of the process that we're in the middle of is a ton of different locations and health professionals and people that are making up this team to kind of help me out. <laughs> and I am so, so grateful, like seriously so grateful for these resources and being able to afford it, having access to these places, learning about new opportunities, I guess, or possible help. God has been so gracious and so good in taking care of me and my family, especially me during this time. And so very grateful for it, but it is overwhelming because there are so many different places and people to check out. There are so many things that we're not sure if they're working or if this is what's messing me up or if it's this thing. And it's a lot of waiting, a lot of appointments that have been scheduled like two months out or whatever else when it would be fantastic to get the ball moving and get everything going today or this week. You know what I mean? But I think that beneficial and cool things are happening in the waiting. But I am definitely still learning to embrace and rest and be still in the Lord's hands and knowing that he's got this. I'm really excited to release an episode in the future about that. And it'll be called Finding Contentment in Waiting Seasons. And um, I think that'll come out in October. Anyways, I apologize because that was a really, really long rabbit hole and I honestly don't remember what led me down that or where we left off at. Um, anyways, I'm just going to restate the topic for this episode and we will finally, actually, genuinely, this time for real, jump into the topic, okay? Giving your nervous system a break is what I'm thinking on today and what I wanted to just share some advice on for you because it is hard to give your anxiety a break to say I'm taking a pause from overanalyzing and overthinking and panicking and having paranoia and obsessing over things, obsessing over the future, crying about the past. This is a perfect opportunity to either 
learn what you can do to regulate your nervous system or if you already have some ideas and some resources in your toolbox, bring them out and really, really utilize them. Oh, that reminds me of what I was trying to say earlier. Okay, so anyways, no coffee today. I went out to my appointment. It was a very, very rough and uncomfortable and triggering appointment today, to be honest. Um, usually I enjoy this place, but... Um, it was necessary, probably, I think, for the beginning of my healing process, but it was really uncomfortable as healing and growing usually is. It's usually not something we choose to do or something we enjoy, but typically it is necessary and beneficial. So that's how that went. Um, super exhausting. I was in a really bad mood after it and during it. Yeah, it was really rough. And so my nervous system was destroyed after that appointment and that was like two hours ago I think and we had a pretty long drive home um I napped and listened to music for most of it because music is where I go to take a break to daydream to fall asleep to relax to encourage me to feel related to I listen to music all the time kind of scared to see my Spotify wrapped because <laughs> I don't really want to know how many hours I listen to music, but I kind of do, but I kind of don't. I don't really know. I'm kind of nervous, but I'm excited too. I'm not going to lie. But yeah, I listened to music on the way home and I took a little nap. And when I got home, I immediately went to bed and I tuckled up in this really fuzzy, soft blanket that I got for four dollars by the way at Dollar General. Yeah, what a steal man. It was fantastic because the original price was I don't know, it was either 18, 16 or 20 or 24 dollars. I don't know, but it was 24 or under. But the point was I wasn't gonna pay all of that. So but I really wanted a fuzzy blanket because I've seen a lot of people have it and I love things like that. But I didn't think it was worth it to pay that much. Anyways, there it was on sale, 40% off. I'm like, cool, okay, this will make it like $10 or eight. That's okay, I guess. I go and ring it up and I get another discount on it. I'm not really sure how that happened, but I was not complaining. And so it brought the price down to $4. Dude, I'm so... I was and still am so, so happy and so grateful because it's one of the biggest fluffy blankets I've ever seen and I got it for $4 and I just can't stop talking about it because I'm still in shock. So anyways, that is the first thing I did when I got home. I didn't jump into bed because I can't jump. So I kind of just like shimmied and groaned and um, heaved myself out of my wheelchair into my bed. <laughs> wrapped myself in my blanket, got all tuckled in, cozy and comfy, and I let out a really, really long and deep exhale because I tend to hold my breath a lot if I'm anxious or stressed out or just working or focusing on something really hard. And I didn't realize honestly that I was having very, very shallow breaths ever since that appointment that kind of just terrified my nervous system and really, really upset me. And so getting in bed and letting out that exhale was so relieving and something that I've really, really found helpful. 
during my journey with FND and anxiety and just in general, it's just super, super helpful, is deep belly breathing, more specifically the box breathing exercise, which is where you breathe in for one, two, three, four seconds, and then you hold for one, two, three, four, release, two, three, four, hold, two, three, four, and then you just repeat. And I really like that one because it it grounds me and I like that it's an even number. I know that it's going to be four seconds every time. I know what the pattern is. And it's really nice when like my parents will count it out loud for me. And that just helps me reconnect with the present moment and really, really be conscious of the deep breaths that I'm taking. I've kind of been slacking off on my deep breathing. I used to do it all day, every day, multiple times, constantly. It really did help me. It was kind of mind-blowing how beneficial it was. But I've noticed that I've kind of not done that as much, kind of stepped away from it, and I am seeing the effects, which is crazy. I honestly wasn't like a big believer (laughs) in deep breathing. I didn't think it helped that much, but I'm here to tell you, if you're skeptical like I was, deep breathing is so, so worth it really focus on breathing through your belly and not your chest and it'll change your life, man. Okay, maybe not your whole life, but like your your nervous system will be so grateful if you put the time into really focusing on belly breathing and you use that as a resource. If you're having a panic attack or a moment or you feel stressed and overwhelmed, having trouble focusing, can't go to sleep, etc, etc. So helpful. I really wanted to film this podcast episode while it was something I was pondering and it was a current and vulnerable moment that I'm in the middle of, but I also felt myself surprisingly coming out of the moment I was having relatively fast. I felt like I had more control today, which is kind of crazy because how I felt at that appointment a couple hours before was horrible. And I thought, this is, this is awful. This is never going to end. This is going to mess me up for the rest of my week. And first of all, that kind of thinking is just really, really not helpful. Even if you think that's how it goes and has gone every time for you in the past, there may be some truth in that. But a lot of the times with anxiety, we have more perceptions or opinions than we do facts and a unbiased view of reality. It doesn't mean our anxiety isn't valid. It doesn't mean that what we're going through isn't exhausting and overwhelming and horrible and scary and painful and everything else. It doesn't mean we don't deserve to have someone say, I'm here for you. I believe in you and I believe that what you're going through is a big deal, but it's important to also know that one of the most helpful things we can do is ground ourselves in truth, not lies from our nervous system, not lies from our depression or anxiety, not invalidation or lies from other people, not lies from the enemy, but truth, truth from the Lord, truth from our own mind, truth from people who care about us or who we trust, truth from mental health professionals, which was hard to not just feel irritated and like I was under attack today. But then towards the end, I came around and I saw that it was horrible in the moment, 
But I do believe that there can be long-term and beneficial things that will show up in the future with enough exposure and facing the struggle that I'm trying to process. Does that make sense? Maybe there is some way through something that I said that you can relate and be like, yeah, that's exactly where I feel like I need to get or I am or I know that this will be a good thing to push through and to process and to regulate, but I just don't know where to start. That's one reason why we're talking today about what we are. In my hand, I also have this uniquely shaped rock. It's like a, I don't know, it it looks wooden, but I think it's a rock and it's got like a glossy finish to it. It's all smooth and I'm just kind of fidgeting with it, kind of just rolling it around on my palm. It was cool, but now it's really warm because I'm warm. Sometimes I'll maybe study the rock. I will just try to focus on it and bring my thoughts outside of my feelings and how my body feels and into how the world is outside of the state that I'm currently in. And I know that that is a really hard thing to do, but I would just encourage you to not just try to regulate your nervous system when you need it, like when you're having a moment or a panic attack or a freak out or you're just frozen with all these thoughts and these negative feelings. But I would encourage you to take some time every day when you're feeling mellow to work on having more moments with your nervous system where you guys have a relationship, a friendship, where you and your nervous system can relate, you can share information, you can talk to each other and learn what the other needs, and you can learn that it's okay to rest. Most of us are working overtime in our mind, whether we know it or not, and our nervous system could just be internally freaking out. And so I think it's super important to take the time to give yourself a break, whether you think you need it or not, and just sit and be still and quiet for a moment, if that's what your nervous system needs. Find fidget or stress toys to use to distract yourself and bring the attention somewhere else. Practice deep belly breathing, do a guided meditation or a guided yoga session, stretch your body, spend time outside, listen to a relaxing song, or maybe download a white noise app and listen to birds chirping or some other sound that you personally find to be relaxing. Find somewhere where you feel safe. For me, that is my room and in my bed. Um, under a blanket or a pillow or wearing an oversized hoodie. Get somewhere where you can tell yourself, okay, we're here. We're in a safe place. We are in a safe state. If you have a safe person, then talk to them, FaceTime them, reread texts from them that will encourage you or make you laugh. Read a book if that will help you to distract yourself and just get a time out from the world and from your nervous system feeling like it has to work overtime to keep you alive, to complete tasks, to worry excessively, to process all the input and stimulation that it's receiving, etc, etc. Now, I am not a health professional in the slightest and so I'm not saying like, oh, studies have proven that doing this five times a day like changes your life or whatever. And I'm not sure if it's, if everyone would agree 
that this is a healthy thing to do, but at least for me personally, I really think it is, and it's advice that I just want to share with you. I'm pretty sure you guys know to never take my opinion or perspective or advice as a fact. (laughs) I look into and research quite a few things, but not everything, because I think that on the one hand, I am nowhere near as educated and correct as reliable people are. But on the other, I think that sometimes you have to step away from quote unquote facts and science and medical advice and you have to do what is specific and personal to you and what is beneficial in every area, not just take the advice that is super general and maybe not applicable to you. So I think it really does come down to what you personally think would be helpful. And of course, you can look into it a little bit. Like there are some obvious ones that are just not going to be helpful, no matter how much you try to convince yourself that they will be. And I don't want to start repeating myself. um, So I'm going to wrap up that thought process. But hopefully you understand what I'm trying to say. And yeah, these are just things that I find personally helpful and they can always change. You know, nothing in life is permanent. What works for me one year may not the next. What works for me one month may change. But as of now, I do believe that it is super helpful to take a mindful moment or a mindful half an hour or an hour or a mindful day. Like whatever you need, whatever you really can make the time for, do it 100%. Take the time to do healthy, beneficial habits and things that will ground yourself in reality and give your nervous system a break. I think it's really important to do that not only when you need it, but also just at random times of the day when maybe you're doing fine, but you still take that time to yourself to remind your nerves and your heart and your mind and your body that it's okay to rest, it's okay to take a break from the overthinking and overanalyzing, And you can just let everything go on autopilot for a moment. It can be really hard to let yourself do that, but I do think that it's crucial. Another thing that you can do to take a break is to picture yourself somewhere that puts you in a relaxed state of mind, a relaxed state of being, whether that is at your favorite national park or your favorite landmark or your state during a favorite season like autumn because autumn is the superior season to them all and autumn is the correct choice when people ask you what your favorite season is you should say autumn but you know that's just that's just my opinion picture yourself at the beach if you like that picture yourself with your best friend or a group of friends or a relative or someone you love picture yourself in an alternate reality that is just lighthearted and fun and enjoyable and you're like okay that was a nice little imaginative creative breath of fresh air if you get relaxed by the sound of water you can picture yourself in a very serene forest by like a creek and you can imagine the sounds of the water you can imagine the temperature of the weather around you are there any flowers nearby are there any other animal sounds happening Are you relaxed? The answer is yes. Don't choose a place where you don't feel relaxed. Like if somewhere makes you claustrophobic or irritated, really nostalgic or something else, don't choose it. But the goal is to place yourself somewhere that would 
really, really benefit your nervous system. Somewhere where you don't feel under attack or like it's up to you to solve every problem in the world. Don't spend all day, you know, kind of like dissociating or in this alternate place. But I think it's okay to take a break from reality, take a break from negative stuff, and just tend to your personal needs. Eliminate distractions like your phone, but bring in a distraction like an animal or music or something you can passively feel, see, or hear while using a resource or picturing yourself somewhere peaceful. Does that make sense? And last time, I'm going to say it, deep breathe. It's so important to practice belly breathing. It's crazy how much it can help. And there are lots of guided meditations or breath work exercises that you can probably find online or guided sheets that you could print out and hang it somewhere by your bed or whatever so that you'll look at it and be reminded to practice that. For me, going from that really awful and uncomfortable appointment to the safety of my room and my bed wrapped up in my fluffy blanket that I got for $4, using a fidget toy, drinking some water, all of that stuff helped shift my perspective hugely in a crazy way that I didn't think was possible because I went from saying, this is going to mess me up this whole week, to saying, I don't want this to make me stuck and paralyzed and messed up this week. Now, not always can we just say, oh, I don't want to overthink, and that just instantly magically fixes. I'm not saying that that's realistic, but I think that we do have way more choice in our nervous system's behavior than we would realize. It takes a lot of slowing down and putting in intentional effort and time into taking care of ourselves takes a lot of consistency and repetition to rewire how you think or react to certain atmospheres or situations or thoughts. And not always is it as simple as I'm just going to do stuff I enjoy and that's going to bring me out of it. But I really do think that it is possible to improve the quality of our life and our friendship with our nervous system in many small ways that add up to one big picture. Last thing I want to add is you can also set a timer for your intentional nervous system break (laughs) that you have daily. Um, It could be as little as five minutes. Five minutes is probably the minimum that I would do. Um, And you can go up to as long as you would like, as long as is healthy and helpful for you, and as long as it doesn't like deter you from more important things in life, or like it, it would be unhealthy if you spent all of your day every day taking time for yourself, quote unquote, because that's not realistic either. There is a world that we do have to face, um, but it's important to know how to healthily face it and cope with it before you reach a point of being just overwhelmed and exhausted and your nervous system shuts down like it seems like mine has. (laughs) It might help to kind of write out what your time for yourself and your nervous system looks like so that you can follow that structure daily or every other day or thrice a week. Give yourself self-compassion and grace if, you know, it gets pushed to the back burner. 
but know that it would probably be a pretty beneficial thing to get back in touch with your nervous system, to be mindful of how you're feeling and how that's going to impact the rest of your day or your week. Learn to catch moments where you're starting to head up to a panicky level 10 danger zone of anxiety or intrusive thoughts or panic or fear or depression or anything else and utilize what you've come up with for your nervous system that's truly helpful and that can put you at a state of more ease. Progress and improvement is possible for you, even if it's in the smallest, slightest little way. And with mental health especially, we should not focus on the whole staircase. We need to bring it down to the one step in front of us and put all of our effort into that and not discourage if we have 25 or 115 steps left to climb because right now, right in front of you, there's one single step, one step to focus on, one step to improve one step that you can climb. I believe in you, my friend, and I really appreciate you listening to this episode. I really hope that if your coffee cup is empty, your mind has been refilled even just a bit. If you'd like to stay updated on this podcast or send me a message or ask me a question, anything else, you can reach me through my Instagram at mindcoffeepodcast. And if you enjoyed today's topic, then I would encourage you to hit the follow button on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to this. And if you'd like to, you can hit the little bell next to the follow button and that will notify you every time a new episode is released. I hope the rest of your day is sweet and your coffee is strong. See you guys next week.